Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the What's Holding You Back January Writing Challenge edition of the 7 a.m. Novelist. I'm Michelle Hoover, your host. Now, this month, we're live talking about everything that might hold a writer back from producing the work they want to write and how they can overcome those roadblocks. Today, we get to hear from two fabulous writers and friends, Hess Phillips and Ron McLean. Good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good morning. Good morning. And in the chat, folks, if you are live with us, feel free to chat with us. Feel free to uh, say what you want in terms of do you, do you share the same obstacles that the writers have? Do you have advice for the writers? Uh, that can also be its own kind of spitballing material that we get in the chat with everyone kind of supporting each other. Okay. Hess Phillips is a novel incubator graduate. So we're very proud of Hess. And their debut novel is Lightborn. It's about a mysterious death of queer Elizabethan playwright Christopher Marlowe. And it comes out in the UK on May 2nd, 2024. We're very excited about this. Um, if you check out Hess's website and, or any of her social media, she has now have her uh, cover. So we're excited about that. And, and folks, this book is just so, so good. Um, and surprising that you're going to want to chase this down. And it will be coming out in the U.S. soon as well, but we don't have the details of that yet. Ron McLean is a longtime teacher and writer and friend. I'm very lucky that Ron is actually in my writing group, so he gets to suffer a lot of my early drafts. Uh, he is the author of two short story collections. One of them is called, has the best title of a short story or any book at all. It's called, We Might As Well Light Something on Fire. That's the name of the book. So you can chase that down. That's his most recent. Also the collection, Why the Long Face. And he's also the novel, uh, author of the novels, uh, Blue Winnetka Skies and Headlong. Okay, now uh, we are gonna get right to our listeners' calls. And we're gonna have two today and we'll see how we get through them. The first one is from Marcella. And she is asking, what do you write when you don't know what to write? Here we go. And it will play in a second, I promise. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, Michelle and the 7 a.m. crew. My question, simply put, is what do you write when you don't know what to write? Imagine the laundry is folded and put away, dishes are drying in the rack, pets are happily napping. You sit at your de Ooh. desk, knowing you want to write about a skydiver afraid of heights, but nothing. Maybe you try a dozen different beginnings, but you feel there is a threshold you cannot cross. On the other side is your novel, your story, scene, whatever. You can feel it is there, but you don't know how to get there. What do you do? All right, folks, what do you do? What do you do? Hess, what do you think? Have you so, ever had issues? Um, I am this issue currently. <laughs> this really? one really, yeah, this one really hits close to home for me because I am currently trying to start my second novel and I have been trying to start my second novel for uh, a while now, let's just say. And yeah, I, I really identified with this comment, the, the idea that there is this sort of threshold beyond which you cannot see 
your novel, but you know it's there. You know what you want to write about, but finding the shape of that, finding how it's actually going to, um, how the story is actually going to get told, I totally identify with that right now because I, I've been there. I've tried a number of different openings at this point in time and, you know, keep running into that door, <laughs> that threshold, I guess. Um, so, yeah, this uh, this is something that that is very close to my heart at the moment. And, and yeah, I feel what you're going through, Marcella. I really do. <laughs> And you haven't found, yeah. I mean, I wonder, uh, for me personally, I have so many books in the background that I that I want to get back to and so many ideas that are constantly chasing me down and that's kind of its own weight. I wonder, has you said you don't know how to open it. Do you think Do you think that's part of the problem? Like you, you cause because because when you work, start on a new project, you don't have to start on the opening. Yeah, so here's the thing that I was wondering about with Marcella, because I am, um, at least in practice so far, I've always been someone who has to write linearly, um, or in sequence, I should say. Um, I have to start at the beginning, and I have to work my way up the mountain. And if I don't do it that way, then I... I get stuck because I feel like I have to change things and, and mm -hmm. this doesn't fit with this anymore. Um, so it's very hard for me to kind of leapfrog around a story. Um, the interesting thing that I did try with the current book that I'm working on is I, I actually did try leapfrogging into a later part in the story and treating it as if it were another opening. Um, and as I was writing it, I realized that what I had was actually some somewhere in the middle. And it allowed me to go back to the beginning and see it in a different way. And I've made a lot more progress on it since doing that. So I would definitely recommend trying that uh, if you are someone who feels like you have to go um, from point A to point B to point C to try just going from going straight to point R or something and see where that gets you because it, it might actually open up something a lot earlier in the book. Yeah, and and Hess, you were working on your novel for a long time. It's it's a big book. I mean, it, it took a lot of research, it took a lot of work. So is part of that also getting yourself out of that world? Um. No, I mean, I I don't think so. I think living in the world of the book is is important for me. Um, if I'm away from it for too long, I I lose it. I yeah. I can't see it anymore. Um, so I carry it around with me everywhere yeah. I go. I that's when I know the writing is going well. If at wherever I am, if I'm standing in line at the grocery store, I can just disappear for a second <laughs> into this this fugue state that is my novel. And, you know, I think it was, um, maybe it was Jessica who said, Jessica Bird who said something yesterday about the architecture of light and how you step into the universe of the novel and breathe the air and see the light. And it's like that, you know, it just comes over you. Um, and I know it's going well when I can do that. Um, and that also keeps pushing me forward. Um, just that need to keep going back to that special Narnia-like place, you know? And you trust that it's there. You know that it's there. And that's probably what gets you to keep returning to the desk, I would expect. 
Yeah. Yes. Know that promises. Now, Ron, you are just the king of experiment. So <laughs> I guess I don't, because I, I, what I would normally tell Marcella, and maybe this is wrong, I would say, play around a little bit, experiment a little bit. Yeah. Have some fun. Yeah. Uh, whatever comes out. What do you think, Ron? Yes, but I, but I think that that can also come across as a glib answer for people it who are can, stuck. I know. so so it's more you know i think two things and i i think i think what i'm the king of is leapfrogging because it's just how my brain works so you know it has some kind of the the opposite it's really hard for me to go straight through a story i bounce all over the place um and i think that probably is reflected in, in the end result but but i think that the key to that and the thing that gets me through is that I, I think the, you know, as you were just talking about sort of stepping into that world of the book. And, and to me, that's the key is like, I say sort of go wherever you have energy for. If you're stuck at a place and you keep bumping up against the same threshold, find a different door, find a different room of that world. Um, anything that you have energy for related to that world just make notes in that, just write from that place. And, and I have sometimes, even though I bounce all over the place, I've sometimes tricked myself to even say, I'm not making progress on the book right now. I'm just making notes about the book right now, which, yeah. which is for me a way to get past. I'm stuck in this one place and I want to solve it before I move on. Then I just like, I will open a different file or I'll start writing on a, on a pad and just say, where in this book or in the world of this book do I feel life and energy? And I will just start making some notes there to gather momentum. And, and often, and, and you kind of alluded to this, Hess, that like often I'll find it triggers something with a character or it triggers something with the, the place or the something specific to the world of the book that relates to the place where I'm stuck. And it will, it will sort of it's almost like shoots and ladders. It sort of builds this, woo, I'm now sliding back into where I was. Right. Um, right. So I, it's just, to me, it's that that idea of where's the heat? Where do you feel the heat in the project? And, and anything at all related to the project that you can connect to, just start just start doodling there. Um, yeah. And, and, getting and your that... yeah. Sorry. Just getting, getting your fingers moving, getting yourself, you know, typing, getting yourself writing, whatever, whatever you begin to put down, because a lot of the processing and entering of story, sometimes you need to get out some dirt. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, exactly. And the piece I like about that is trying to do that, because I've also done the, you know, just literally typing like, I hate this, I hate this, I can't think of anything, I can't think of anything. But then, you know, I can't think of anything related to this book. But I really love um, right now, I'm working on a book that that uh, involves that, that's that's a lot about the California desert, and so I'll just write. But I love Ocotillo, and I love Joshua Tree, and I love the way that Ocotillo bloom after a spring rain, and and suddenly just doing that and riffing about something that I do feel positive energy about in the world of the book I'm in, it it will spark something often. Nice, and, and I, then I think the other piece of that is just. Touching again, something has said is getting myself to touch back to what do I care about in this book that helps me just persist through because that that stuff happens, right? Those places where we're banging our heads against the wall 
And I just try to remind myself, what do I love about this project so that I can um, persist with it and I can find a way to just like keep showing up and keep plugging. Yes, yes. So if you do have an idea for, for like, a, I want to write a story about a skydiver. Why are you interested in that particular idea? What is it about that particular idea that's most exciting for you? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it could just be the idea of the skydiver. It could be the person that's in the skydiving outfit that you've got an idea for. It could be the feeling of the wind. Uh, it could be an image. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could be a particular situation. It could be a smell. Um, it could be, uh, you know, the, just like you said, that the 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 rain in, in the desert. Mm -hmm. uh, so that you're kind of moving around in all these different ways. You know, we always think you've got to start with a character and a character that wants something that very rarely happens. <laughs> exactly. With me, and, that very rarely happens know, at the start. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so, yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. The one other thing um, is, is just the, uh, like the skydiver idea, for example. Another thing I will do with myself because sometimes that I sometimes I find that stuckness or that threshold is I'm putting too much pressure on myself to solve something the right way. And so an exercise I'll do, and I sort of got this from improv comedy, is just what are the three worst ideas I can think of related to the skydiver falling through the sky? Because then it's like I sort of make a joke out of it with myself and like if but but also if I get those down, it's like, okay, it can't get any worse than this. And that, because I do get hung up on, I want to get this exactly right. And I'm, I'm not aware of that sometimes, but sometimes that's yeah. what stops me. I and if that. I just free myself to like, well, anything I come up with is going to be better than those. Yes, yes. Uh, and so moving away from, and then letting yourself move away from that original idea and then just letting yourself do it badly. Yeah, I think that's really, it's really going to work. Uh, okay. Let's go to Anna Carla, and here is her question. Hello, dear Michelle. It's Anna Carla here. Um, my situation with writing is that I feel the um, urge is fading away. It's just fading away because so many things come in front of it, things with the daily life. Uh, that's one thing. And another, maybe the reason is I don't trust anymore the stories. I don't trust they are strong. I don't trust the need to be told. And um, this is what keeps me away from the desk and from the computer. Thank you. Okay. This one made me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hess, what was your reaction? Um. Yeah, I, I, this is another one that, that hits close to home now because I've definitely been through that too. Um, yeah. You know, in the midst of trying to launch your first book, trying to start your second book, I think Casey and, and uh, the rest of the team that were on just a few days ago talking about trying to start your second book while your first one is coming out, you know, it's, it's a difficult process. And sometimes uh, you can get completely derailed and lose interest in writing altogether. So I've, I've been there too. Um, I think the thing that, that stuck out for me with this is a question of trust and knowing how to trust your own writing and to feel um, feel that there's something that you have something important to say that's worth saying. Um, 
And I think, yeah, it is very, it is very sad to kind of lose that, that belief in yourself because, um, I think so much of what we do is is fueled by this this delusion that we are writing the most important thing that has ever been written and it <laughs> must must be completed, you know, um, whether it's for ourselves or our families or for the world at large, you know, depending on how big your megalomania is. Um, but I, I feel like um, finding that trust in your story is is just so key to moving forward with it. And I think a lot of it really has to do with finding the inspiration that that struck you in the first place and really holding on to that or even allowing the inspiration to grow into new places um if it needs to. You know, mm -hmm. because the story moves as you're writing it. It really does. And if you're if you're holding on too tightly sometimes to an original idea that just doesn't fit it anymore, sometimes that can grind you to a halt as well. And I think the I think the reason why I thought this was sad, and I want Anna Carla mm -hmm. to make make sure that she hears this. I didn't think it was sad because I thought, oh, how terrible that a writer feels this. I think I thought it was sad because, oh my God. She's saying in her wonderful Anna Carla voice things that I have felt and thought many, many times in in my writing career. And I Ron Ron's uh, shaking his head too. What do you think, Ron? What was your reaction? Yeah. My first reaction was I just wanted to hug Anna Carla uh, <laughs> and hug myself and hug every writer I know because I, I no no writer that I know is immune from this. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, first reaction was really just like the, I think that I, I reacted most strongly to the, I don't trust the stories anymore. Um, and I think, you know, A, reminding myself, Anna Carla to you, like we all go through that. I think that's, that's like part of being a writer. Um, it's a pretty existential wrestling match we all do. It's deep work and, and there are times when it does feel kind of <clears throat> does feel kind of like a lost cause. And I, I, so what I most wanted to say is just like, there is so much out there that says stories matter. Humans need a story. Um, and because I have a hard time uh, sometimes even, you know, connecting myself being worthwhile, I, I sort of connect to like universally stories matter. Humans need story. Um, stories create and build empathy and wow, if there's anything this world needs in this moment, it's empathy, um, in my opinion. And so it's just like connecting with that universal need for story. And then I think the way I think of it is just like, I am part of that larger project. And that's such a beautiful thing as a human to connect to. So that that's the, the first place I try to go back to is just kind of this project overall as the larger cause of being part of, of telling and experiencing story is such a worthwhile human endeavor. And, and that I, I sort of follow that road to get me back into it. Yeah, I, I think if, say, but that's sorry. The, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, I think if anything is, is emerging out of this discussion, it's that we have all been through this. And, you know, this is, <laughs> this is something that, you know, it's part of being a writer that you're gonna wrestle with these, these, um, questions about why are you even doing this from time to time um 
But I, I think that's partially why it is so important for us to talk to each other as writers. Yeah. Um, one thing that that's always helped me whenever I go into that dark place is to, yeah, talk to other writers in any way I can, you know, even if it's just uh, finding some people to to listen to on on Twitter or book threads or whatever, wherever people go for that kind of stuff now, <laughs> um, uh-huh. you know, or, or talk to my other writer friends, talk to a writing group, uh, sign up for a class, you know, there, there are many ways to sort of reach out and find that community of, of like-minded weirdos. Who are who are spending our lives doing this stuff, um, and that will help you make make you feel a little less alone. I think it it always works for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so I'm I'm probably not alone when I listened to her recording and had that feeling. Yeah. That that very human, common feeling that I felt when I listened to her words. And for me, that is what I'm also looking for when I write and when I read. I'm looking for that fellow human feeling. I'm I'm looking to share that with others. I'm hoping to reach something in others that reaches beyond the surface uh, that we are normally kind of stuck with in our daily lives when we're with each other. And I'm looking for that in, in the books that I read. So I, I also think, Anna Carla, if you can do that in a simple one minute message, I think you're going to be able to do that in your writing. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's absolutely there. There's, there's, there's a way in which she wor- even worded the question to me that seemed uh, particularly interesting. She was also worried about, you know, I don't know if the stories are strong. Yeah. And where is that idea of the strength coming from? Is that coming from outside? Is that coming from feedback that she's gotten? Is that coming from the awful world of trying to get your stuff published that can really beat you down because you get rejection after rejection after rejection? Um, Where is that where is that coming from? Because your own, your you, I think we can only get a sense of the. Well, this is real to me. I feel like I'm touching on something very real and important and human to me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the only one that's ever going to read this, so that's hard to say to yourself. But but that, if you can find that, you know, and you're not going to be able to find it every every writing day. But if you can find yeah. something that stirs yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that you can run off of that. Ron, what do you think? Yeah, and I was thinking, yes, that, and also then the back to, you know, connecting with others, other, you know, another writer, uh, other writers that you know, connecting with the world of writing somehow, um, just to sort of get back to that feeling of like, I am not the only one struggling with this. I'm not the only one doing it. Yeah, but for me, that's one of the big things about writing group. When I'm When I'm feeling that, I'll just, message somebody in writing group and just say, I am having one of those days. Can somebody just please tell me this is worthwhile? Or, you know, tell me that I'm not a complete loser, that that, you know, what that, that what I'm doing has some shred of value or will someday. That's kind of and just like hearing back from somebody that, that I'm not alone in this and that I'm not the only one that's ever struggled. And that, you know, there is something in what I've done somewhere at some point that is worth pursuing. Um, 
those are the yeah. things I feel like I need to hear. But also, you know, another piece of it to me in a weird way for me, I don't know how it is for you too, but if I just go back and read a book I really love, even read a portion of a book I really love, that's another way for me to connect to writing community in kind of an abstract way. Cause it reminds me that like, again, this is that larger project that I'm part of. Here is a story that has made it through to that point where it is touching people and touches me. Cause like paradoxically back to something you were saying a minute ago, Michelle, it's like, I feel like part of why I've, I was so touched by Anna Carla's question and the way she phrased it is like, in a way that very sort of existential aloneness is part of what we're trying to, I'm not saying it well, but it's like that feeling is some is connected to what we ultimately bring out that touches other people. And so it's there's a funny way in which if you can feel less alone in that, it's it's the very openness that you're feeling to the world in that moment that that helps, that is the feeling that produces, I think, what ends up touching people. That was a really yeah. convoluted way to say it, but it's the best I can do at this hour of the morning. It's the best you can do at this, this hour. <laughs> I mean, so we get we have in the chat. Uh, Cam again is talking about, you know, writing and this, I think might work for both writers, writing about what you want to write instead of necessarily writing the thing uh -huh. itself. So for both of them, um, like Anna Carla, you could begin to, you could just start your writing day with what are you trying to reach? What are you trying to feel here? What are you trying to make others feel here? What, what is your, what are you trying to give, uh, in your works? Uh, and start there just as a reminder of why you're doing it. Uh, I read all the time too. It's like this, this, this exists out here. This is what I'm going for. This is my, my goal. And then Maeve in the uh, chat says, um, going back to that first question, but again, I think this is a part of the new question too. Maybe the contrast with the adventure of the skydiver versus the neatly folded laundry and sleeping pets in the house. Um, a writer could write about that contrast, but I think there is a contrast between, uh, particularly a, a you know a, a woman at home. She's got she's folded her laundry. The the pets or kids are asleep or whatever is asleep in the house, um, and she's trying to write about a skydiver. Um, maybe she needs to focus closer to home. Something that's richer for something that um is 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 closer to her life and maybe she thinks that that is boring or dull i have that disease as well i've always thought god i could never write a memoir because it put everyone to sleep um you know i actually had a happy family growing up like what <laughs> so writing though turning turning the camera to yourself and and some of the things that are going on with yourself um, might be a, a key in instead of reaching outward towards something that's foreign to you and something that's far away from you and something that you just can't get at. Mm -hmm. So Hess, you re re reached far away and in, in for your book Lightborn. I mean, this is a historical novel. Yes, um, I mean, I I reached through time, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I did look for, I, well, I mean, I started with something that was very close to me, which was, you know, telling queer stories. 
um, from history. And, you know, that was sort of what I built the book around was my my interest in exploring this. And um, I think that, that that kept me grounded through the whole process is that this is the thing that I'm trying to get at. So I'm trying to tell a story about, about a, a kind of uh, a history that has been lost in so many ways. And, you know, as long as I, I kept that within sight, it made it much easier to continue, even when I felt like, even when I felt like I was on the verge of losing, losing the thread. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that bringing it, keeping it close to home in one way or another, or at least starting from that place uh, can really help, help you stay on track and help you stay engaged in the writing. Yeah. I remember um, for my first novel, I was, I was revising it. I was finishing revisions um, and I, I, uh, got divorced at that time. It turned, it was a happy divorce. I always tell people uh, it's a good thing. Um, I got a, a writer's um, retreat in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and they gave me a little house to write in. And it, it really was the middle of nowhere. I had left Boston. I was living in Boston at the time. And so I, I, I went there and I'm in this little house and I'm working on a book about a woman who is completely isolated on an Iowa farm. And that I was like, oh my God, I know this woman. And I knew, I knew her then in a way that I had I that I hadn't quite before. So it was also that that kind of that experience of reaching inward to reach outward again to get at that. And I know Hess, your portrait of Marlowe is so human and so real more so than any other portrait of him that I've ever seen. Um, that makes that, that, that book so rich. Um, so using again, that, that personal experience to then filter out and, and, and experience like this was not, this is not something I was excited about. This was something I was actually kind of bummed out about, <laughs> but I realized I could see into my character a way that I just, I hadn't, before and and I needed though that time I couldn't force that I needed that time to to get there Ron have you had this experience about this because you you have such your work is is very playful but you also reach this wonderful these wonderful moments of 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 real hurt in your work that is a, a difficult combination for I think people to get to uh, yes, I have absolutely felt this I feel like I live there a lot of the time um, and I, I, I appreciate um it's it's ironic to me because they feel like you know like my my spouse for example is sort of like wow your work is so playful and you can be such a bummer to be around because you just kind of wallow in your own difficulties and I'm like yeah <laughs> so she'll read my work part it's like this side of you I would love to see more of this side of you but but yeah I mean it is I I think the 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 idea um, th there's a a lyric from a song, a band called Over the Rhine, pain is our mother, she helps us recognize each other. That I actually have it on the wall behind me. Um, and it's one of the things I come back to as sort of bedrock about like, right, if I'm struggling, that is, whatever that is, that is what I bring out, that's part of what I bring outside of me to try to connect with others. Um, pain and joy you know playfulness to me is is connecting with the joy um so just yeah trying to feel that in myself and then find that in what i'm working or at least bring that feeling to what i'm working on 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I switch gears dramatically yes. for a sec? Because there was a piece of Anna Carla's question I, that that, that yes. we haven't gotten to that that um, touched me a lot, and it, it was the 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 words just daily life squeezes it out. That the urge is fading, and daily life squeezes it out. And and I, that, I also really resonate with that part. I know that place. I feel that place. I'm in a place right now where that's less difficult for me, but I was flashing back to a time not long ago when it was incredibly hard for me. And, and one of the things I was talking to a writer friend who said, make an appointment with yourself, even if it's half an hour a week, that is like, I am going to, I, I can, for half an hour a week, I can push everything else away and I can make that time and sort of back to the idea of playful and then just sort of revel in what you love about writing. So even if it's Anna Carla, others, even if it's a short, short period of time at a spot when you're having, you know, you just, you feel like squeezed out, you know, other things are just making it impossible to just find whatever shred of time you can and, and, and do in that time, whatever delights you about writing. Yeah. Getting yourself to that. Yeah. That thoughtful place if yeah. you can do it once once a week if you can do it for five minutes a day because then yeah. it becomes more habitual and it's easier to enter in the text Hess exactly. how about you yeah I agree um I know it, it can be it can feel really impossible sometimes when you know other responsibilities are just piling up um but trying to set aside that time yeah no matter how small it is it is it is precious and within that time, just try to connect with the story in whatever way you can. I think a really good way is to start with questions. Um, just start asking yourself questions about um, what you're writing or ask your characters questions if that works for you. Um, just enter into that place um, for as long as you possibly can, even if it's just 30 seconds. But um, it you just got to kind of keep that balloon up in the air, you know, and, and that's, that's one way to do it. Also something that surprises me. So every time when we, we have our yearly program and it, it, it basically allows people to say, this is what I'm doing now. And they say it to their coworkers. They say it to their friends. They say it to their family and they're able to put it like the the primary, you know, this is important to me. This is what I'm doing now. And they're able to put it up there and put a pin on it and and make it as important as everything else or make it, you know, at least at least higher importance than, than they've been giving it. Um, you can do that on your own or you might be able to do that on your own. This is what I'm doing now. Tell, announce it to your kids, to your husband, to your friends, to your yeah. colleagues, whoever you think is going to support you and, and kind of give you room for that uh, so that that can give you the space and, and other things can kind of fall aside or just grabbing hold of that time and saying, no, this is important to me. You need to let me need to give me the time to do this uh, because sometimes we do have to other people just don't quite get it or they don't give us that space and time and we basically have to announce to them this is what I'm doing now 
and and that that might help as well. Um, everyone, I'm going to have to let you guys go because we need to let get people back to their writing desk. So everyone, you can find our full schedule on our Substack page at 7amnovelist.substack.com. Subscribe there for updates. You can also find our full range of podcast episodes on that page, including episodes from our past two writing challenges, as well as on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you like what we're doing, please follow, rate, and review our podcast so that we can find other listeners. Um, I do want to give some final words to Hess and Ron, because I think Ron is like, just still wants to say stuff. and I want to give him a chance to, to do that. So any final words about these, these issues that we've been talking about or other writing obstacles that you yourself have been facing? Ron, how about you? Um, yeah, I, I think just that, that feeling of flailing, you know, where you're just not able to connect with it or not in it, I, I think I just want to reiterate that it is so common to everyone. And, and you know, Michelle, I appreciate your, like, I am a playful writer, but that doesn't mean that I spent all of yesterday flailing in revisions I'm working on. And and just like, if even if you can find one nugget, as I did yesterday, there was a sentence that, that, that came toward the end of the day. And it was like, that's something I can build on for today. And, and that, any little shred of momentum can generate more momentum. So as as dark and as hard as that first place can be, the, the, the road out can be much quicker than you think. And just try to keep, you know, finding the joy in it, finding the the, the life in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a runner. I run long distances. And there's some days I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm too short to do this. I can't go that far. <laughs> but one foot in front of the other, you're looking for just each step. Yeah. The next step, the next step, the next step. Hess, how about you? Um, Gosh, I think because, yeah, I, I mean, I've been going through all this stuff a lot lately, and that's why this all makes me feel very vulnerable. But um, <laughs> I think the the word that I keep seeing come up in the chat is is human and humanity. Yeah. And, and that is the thing that we really need to hang on to as writers in our darkest moments, because whatever it is um, that makes us feel human, that makes us feel closer to other humans, that is the thing that, at least for me, keeps me writing and makes me want to, to go back to it again and again and again. I'm just searching for that spark of, of absolute humanness. And um, so I think keeping that in mind... <laughs> Yeah, is really important. And and some days you're not going to be able to those communication uh, routes are just not going to be as open for you as others, but that yeah. you really are trying to communicate to others and, and oftentimes to yourself about life about living about what's important so all right people in the chat have said this is a therapy session i guess it is a therapy session today it's always a therapy session we are with you today as you get back to your writing desk so i hope you have a good writing day good luck and good writing thank you there isn't nothing here at all